Let's pray. <coughs> Let's get ready to move. Father God, thank you so much, Lord. What a wonderful day it is for as a body to gather together and praise you for who you are and what you are, what you are in our lives, Lord. Thank you so much for your wonderful love, and uh, we are excited, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We praise you. And Holy Spirit, today you demonstrate your power. You demonstrate your will in this place, Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for your wonderful, 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 wonderful presence, Lord. What a wonderful presence it is. And I pray that Holy Spirit accomplish what, you, uh, what, we, what we have been resisting, Lord. Accomplish us, Lord, Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's read a couple of verses from the scripture and then let's move on. As we know, Jacob started a series uh, two weeks ago. Um, he started to talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And those who have been in Australia, so it's a, uh, I'm recapping this one because they're from my house church, so I need to take care of them. So <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, the, so two weeks ago, Jacob started the series on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The, so, the first week he talked about. Do you guys know? Oh, very good. <laughs> so, the first week he talked about the blazing ministry of the Holy Spirit, and last week he talked about the glorious ministry of the Holy Spirit. And today I'm, I'm going to talk about the ambassadorial ministry of Holy Spirit. The ambassadorial ministry of Holy Spirit. In India, we, have, uh, we used to have a, a car a model uh, ambassador. Do you remember? Uh, I went to Jacob's home uh, in Kochi uh, to, to meet Jacob's mother. And then I saw this ambassador car uh, there. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a brand of India. It was a brand of India at the time, but now it's no more in service. They are not making it. Uh, today, God has called us. You know, when we accept Christ, we, are, we enjoy God as our Father. We enjoy God as our healer. And, and some of you have shared your, your stories and testimonies. Uh, you, we have experienced God's great grace, God's mercy, and God's glory in our life. And in fact, day to day, that's how we live. That's what drives us to, to move forward. But at the same time, our every, uh, every, in everyone's, uh, everyone has called for something. Like God has called each one of us for, for different purposes. That's what the body is. Body is made by different parts. Some, some are like hands, some are like hearts, some are like feet. It's like everyone has a different role, uh, role, in, in the, in the role to play in the body. But there is one common calling for each one of us. That one common calling for each one of us is ambassador ambassadorial calling everything that you do on this earth every ministry that you do or 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 however you however you want to do ministry or however you, you want to live the life that Christ wants us to live it has uh, it it has ambassadorial calling at the beginning whether you worship whether you you go and preach or whether you do ministry amongst, uh, among orphans, or whether you build schools, or whether you, you build roads, or whether you develop programs like I do, computer programs, whatever it is. But everything for, behind that, behind that, there is the prime calling, prime calling for all of us that is ambassadorial. Because Christ, Christ when, he, 
when he was ascending to heaven that's what he did that's what he gave us and we know we all talk about that Matthew chapter 28 verse 16 verse 17 verse 18 that's what we talk about that God Jesus Christ he sent us in his authority to into the world to make disciples he sent his disciples to make disciples so that everyone can be part of his wonderful calling so whatever you do, whatever ministry or whatever, however we are, we are pursuing our calling or living out our lives, the prime, the, 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 the prime calling of our life on this earth is to, become, is to be an ambassador for God. Today that's what we are going to learn. That's what we are going to learn. How Holy Spirit, how does, he, how does he do this ministry in our life and how we have to do, how we are supposed to do, uh, live this life on this earth. God has called us with ambassador calling. He sent us into this world as an ambassador. But before doing that, Holy Spirit did his calling. Just like how we have to do, how we are supposed to do. Holy Spirit has actually done this ambassadorial ministry in our life. So that we can know that and then we can live that one. And that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to learn. So the first part is how Holy Spirit has actually done this ambassadorial ministry and the second part is how can we live that one how can we uh, how can we move that one how can we live in this world with that ambassador calling let's read a couple of verses and then move and then go into the topic Acts chapter 10 these are familiar verses these are very familiar verses for us because we've been learning about the Holy Spirit and the, and the purpose of the church the mission of the church Acts chapter 12, uh, Acts chapter 10 verse 38 Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Acts chapter 2 or Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Or 6. So when they met together, they asked Jesus, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be, witness, you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
and they saw what seemed to be the tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Isaiah chapter 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has set me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and, to pro and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and the garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. They will be called the oaks of righteousness for the display, a, a, planting, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Verse 17, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on the earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have com commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. These are very familiar verses. Father attracted us. The God the Father, He called us, He attracted us. He attracted us with His love. That's what Romans 8, Romans 5, Romans 6, Romans 8, what a wonderful chapter. God demonstrates His own love for us in this while we are still sinners. Christ died for us. And no one, no one can come to, come, to, come to Him unless Father attracts Him. Unless Father, Father attracts him. Father, God the Father, he attracted you and me. He, he, he called you and me to him. Right before the foundations of the earth, he loved you. He loved you and me and he called you to be with him because we were separated, because we were created to be with him, to enjoy him, to worship him, to glorify him. But because of the sin, we were separated. But, but while we are still sinners, God, he himself gave his life upon the cross so that we can come to him because Jesus is the only way. There is no other name, other name under which the salvation was granted. So God the Father, he called us, and when Jesus Christ was ascending, ascending to heaven, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth, all the authority and power is given to me, and now I'm sending you. And now I'm sending you. I went to India. Last uh, two, two months ago when I was in India, I was speaking at this pastor's conference and these pastors come from a province called Orissa where, where, where it's very hard to go and preach gospel outside. That's, they are very, very hard on gospel because 14 years ago they burnt alive missionary family from, from Australia. 
that's the kind of province you can't go you can't even drive a car that has cross or that has written any 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 christian words on it because they're going to they're going to smash the car because that's the kind of province and in that province there were like 400 pastors doing ministry in remote villages and and i was invited it was such a humbling experience for me to go and then to encourage them with the with the word of god i was asking lord what should i speak so i was there i was talking to them and i asked one guy about his experience uh, on uh, about his experience doing ministry amongst the villages one story that stuck in my heart that stuck in my mind he said jeevan i went to a village and when i went to the village the village people they came to me they surrounded me and then they said who gave you the authority who gave you the permission to come and then preach the gospel i didn't know what to do jeevan but i was i was asking the holy spirit to give me the right words as promised in the scripture the holy spirit gave me the right words and i said you know jesus christ sent me with his authority because he has the authority and power on all heavens and the earth he said he said he said jeevan the moment i released those words from my mouth everybody was like they stepped back it is like it was like as if there was a power released and everybody everybody stepped back and they kept quiet and i did not stop i start i kept continuing sharing the gospel and now that's where i built my church that stuck in here because all the authority and the power is given to christ and in his name we are sent in his name in that authority we are sent but for us to for us to go and do the ministry we need the power we have the love of father and we have the authority given by jesus christ and the holy spirit when he comes upon us he empowers us he gives power he gives power that's why even though after jesus christ ascend uh, uh, jesus christ left the disciples and then when he went to the heaven they had to wait for a few more days gather together praying with one heart one accord praying with one desire for the promise of the holy spirit and holy spirit descended on them and today that's what the holy spirit he wants to do yes of course we have yes of course for us to for us to confess that jesus christ is the lord and savior we have to do that in the holy spirit unless with the help of the god unless with the help of holy spirit we cannot see god because god has to help us we cannot find him he find, he has he finds us if i can find god i am greater than god I cannot find God unless God attracts me unless God helps me unless God helps me to walk in the way and then see him So we 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 accept Christ we acknowledge Christ as the savior and lord because of the because of the presence of holy spirit because of the work of the holy spirit But when we are sent into the world we need power to manifest we need power to, to to live that calling and then that power comes from the holy spirit and that's what that's what acts chapter 2 that's what that's what we read in acts chapter 2 the holy spirit he rested on the 120 he rested on the people and that's what jacob said for the past two weeks right from the beginning of the right from the beginning right from the beginning of the creation holy spirit was hovering he was hovering on the chaos he was hovering where there is no form but every time when he was hovering there is a form every time when there is a chaos and the holy spirit was hovering on the chaos there is order god because that's what holy spirit does 
And in the Old Testament, Holy Spirit would come and then do the, undo the chaos. Holy Spirit would come and then he would speak to people. And even when, in fact, when Jesus Christ, when, he, when Jesus Christ came up from the water in his, on his baptism day, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit came in the form of the dove and rested on him. But the dove might have gone, might have flew again from Jesus Christ because it's a dove. It cannot rest on Jesus. But Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, that's where the Holy Spirit came and rested on us, rested on those disciples. Finally, finally, Holy Spirit found the, his favorite resting place, that is you and me. His favorite resting place, that is you and me. And I was wondering, from the, from the beginning of the creation, the Holy Spirit was, was on the move. He was always moving. He was always moving. He was always moving. That's why Jesus said, he's like a wind. You don't know where he com wind comes from. You don't know where wind goes. You can only feel. You can only understand. You can only see when the wind, when he comes to you and, and he does, he undoes things in our life. But Acts chapter 2, he rested on the people. The, the God, the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the God, the triune God, the, the, the third person of the God, of the triune God, Holy Spirit, he was on the move. And finally he rested. And finally he rested on Jeevan. Finally he rested on the church. Finally he rested on you. Finally he rested on us. Because you know why? So that you and I can move. So that you and I can go. So that you and I can go because Holy Spirit, because God himself, he made our bodies as his temple. And then now Jesus is like, now we have this mandate to go because, you, because the Holy Spirit is resting on us. And now we take Holy Spirit because, Holy, because it's a wonderful privilege for us to, for us to go as God sends. As an ambassador... That's why, that's why when we accept Christ, and that's what, that's the mandate, that's the prime calling of each one of us, each one of us, whatever we are doing, we are doing, it's a form of ministry, but the calling all, for all of us is to be an ambassador, to, for, for, to be an ambassador. Recently, we've been watching the news that Jerusalem has, bec uh, they made, they moved, U.S. moved the uh, embassy from, to Jerusalem. And when you know, if you are an ambassador in a different country, the country where you are hosting, the country where you are staying, the host country is not your home country. And if you are an ambassador in this world, this world is not yours. Our home is not, this is not our home. That's what, that's what 2 Corinthians 2.16 says, 6.16 it says that, yes, we are, the, we are not citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven. This is not our home. We come from different home. We have a different home. We go to a different home. We are ambassadors on this earth. We are temporary here. The first thing as an ambassador, as an ambassador, the first and foremost thing we have to, we have to always remember that this is not our home. This is not our home. This is not our home. That's what King Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. Like you, you come with nothing and then you go with nothing because this is not your home. God has sent us and he has set us apart and, and this is not our home because our citizenship is in a different country. That's what the ambassadors prime identity is he doesn't belong to the country where he is staying and always we have to as an ambassadors of christ always we have to we have to make sure that we we believe this and we know that and we live according to that that yes this is not my country 
Yes, they are, I have all the positions or I have all this and everything I see, this is not my country. My citizenship is not in here. I belong to a different country. I belong to a different world. That's the prime, that's the first one. As an ambassador, we have to keep reminding ourselves that I don't belong here. Philippians 3.20, our citizenship is in heaven. And you got the citizenship because somebody paid for you. And that somebody is Christ himself. You got the citizenship because somebody bought you. Somebody paid for you. Somebody bought you. Somebody gave everything. Somebody emptied himself so that you can have this wonderful citizenship. The second one. As a Christians, we, yeah, we know that this is not our citizenship. This is, this, is, this, is, this is not the place where we belong. And that's, why, that's, what, that's what even Jesus, when, in his prayer in John chapter 17, that's what he prays. That we don't belong to this world. That's why we go through different kinds of situations. That's like no one else does. Everything is easy for the others, but for us, it's like we have to go through a different ways because, because this is not our country. We are foreigners here. The second and foremost thing I would encourage all of us to, uh, to trust is we have to trust the authority, protection, immunity, and promise of our home country. If we are an ambassador and living in, that, in, the, in another country, my home country protects me. And you come from a different country and that different country is the kingdom of God. That is our country. Heaven is our country. Kingdom of God is our country. The culture of kingdom of God is our culture. The values of kingdom of God is our values. The resources of kingdom of God are our resources. Everything. That's why Jesus Christ, when he, when he said to Peter that, okay, I'll build my church upon you. And then he said, I'll give you the keys of kingdom. I'll give you the keys of kingdom. One faith and another prayer. So whatever you unlock in the kingdom of heaven, that's what you get. Because our country, our home is the kingdom of God. That's why, that's why you and I, when people see us, that's why, that's why when people, people see us, it is like, oh, these people are from different country because their rules are different, their culture is different, their, their resources are different, their provision is different. Because our, we live as per our home country. We live as per the rules of our home country. And we know we don't have rules, but we only have love. We live as per the law of our home country. That's why. That's why Jesus Christ said, you are the light and you are the salt of this world. And now I'm sending you. And that's why, that's why when, uh, if we, uh, when we read Isaiah chapter 61, it's a wonderful promise. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful verse uh, promise. And this is what we are, sent, we are sent for. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you, upon me. Because the Lord has anointed us, anointed you, anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to, uh, he, uh, he sent us to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom. And when you, we can keep on reading the six, chapter 61. And these are, all the, these, are, these are all the things that we take into the world from our home country to the host country. 
from our home country to the host country. So as a Christians, we start to live, we have we start to live every day as if we are like, okay, this is my home country, and Lord, who whoever whoever, whatever you say, I am in heaven, that's what I am here. Couple of couple of weeks ago, I went to this uh, uh, Princeton uh, um, one camp, a beautiful camp, Rockridge Canyon camp. It was it's a beautiful, beautiful camp, wonderful creation of God. I took a photograph, and it's a, the mountain, beautiful mountain, and there is a lake, and exact exact mirror image of the mountain is is on the water. When I was taking that photo, God spoke to me that yes, look at the mountain. That's how who you are in heaven and your image is on the water on here anybody can if if someone if somebody throws a stone on the into the water then it distorts the image but it cannot destroy the image our problems are our situations are our things the little 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 things that creates ripples in our lives they can distort the image for a short time but when you rest when the water comes to rest when you rest when you start to learn to rest in the presence of god our image can be you can you can again say it but our image cannot be destroyed because christ has securely he has secured it with the power of the holy spirit Whoever we are in heaven, that's what we are here because that is our home country. Whatever is true there, that is true. If we have, if we are moving spiritually, spiritually there, that means physically we move. That's what James said. As you grow in spirit, you grow in all the other things. As an young person, as a when I was, a, I'm still young though. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when I was in India, that's what my mom told me. If you want to get well in your studies, go and grow in, uh, grow in your spirit. If you want to get well, uh, 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 good health, go and grow in your spirit. For everything she would say, grow in spirit. Because as you grow, you will grow in every area of your life. Because that's what who you are. That's what who we are. That's what we sang in a song, beautiful, beautiful song. The last one, I guess. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am, Lord. Because God says that's what your image and the ripples, all the small stones or the ripples or, or people kayaking in the water may, may distract the image for a couple of seconds. But when I start to learn to rest, I can understand my image. I know who God is. So the second one, we have to trust the authority that God has given to us. We have to trust the provision that God will take care of. You have to, we have to trust the protection that God will protect because that's what's true in heaven, in the kingdom of God, and that's what's true in our life. If you want to trust that, if you want to, if you want, if you want to be sure of who we are, we constantly have to build relationship. We constantly have to enjoy his relationship. The more we enjoy, the more you start to see the mountain. I was there for one or two evening and the night and the morning. Evening, I just saw the mountain, but the next day morning, I went, to, I went there to do uh, uh, morning devotion. The more time I was spending 
at the mountain, looking at the mountain, the more details I started to find and what a beauty it was. And I was like, yeah, Lord, the more I look at you, the more I look at you, the more beauty is revealed. What a beauty it is. So we have to trust and we, and we have to build that beautiful relationship day by day. And that's what the church is for. And the third one. Third one. We have to learn to live from, host, from home to the host, not host to the host. Because this world is our host country. Pilgrims, I don't know. We have to live, this is our host country. And as, as, the, as the people of God, as the children of God, as the image bearers, as the ambassadors of God, we have to live for everything, every day. We have to live as per the home country, home country to host country, rather than host to host. Our source has to be the home. And if our source be the host, the next person, or the, how the world changes, or the culture, this culture, then we miss home, and we become host to host. And that's what the Old Testament is all about. In the Old Testament, God would say, when you go to that country, do not mingle with them, or do not join with them, do not do this, do not, do not go with them, do not stand with them, do not sit with them, you know, because if you do that, you will become host to host, but, but you are called by me, you are my son, I am, I am your father, I will take care of you, this is like home to host. That is why when we, when we pray for someone or when we pray for others or in every situation or wherever we are, that's what, that's what immediately we have to think. Okay, this is what the world is saying. This is what it is. This is what's happening. But I don't want to do host to host, but I want to do home to host. Lord, what are you saying in the kingdom? Lord, what is it, Lord? That becomes true here. So, 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 so it's, it's, uh, we want to we live like that. Everybody wants to live like that, like home to the host. But there are some, but, but most of the times we end up becoming, and sometimes we end up becoming host to host. I was thinking about it, and, and I came up with a couple of, couple of reasons why we, we become host to host. One of the reasons we become... Uh, we, be, we become host to host is because, because we ignore Holy Spirit. We don't care. We don't respond. We don't respond. We accepted Christ and then we started our living and then, and then we don't respond to God. We don't respond to God because we, 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 we built our own methodologies. We built our own thinking and we say, okay, this is how Holy Spirit works and this is what Holy Spirit works and that's it or this is how God works and this is things work and that's it. Because as we grow, as we keep, keep growing or as we, as we growing uh, uh, in our age, our five senses become more active than our spirit sense. That's a big danger there because you have more experience. In fact, when I talked to my Sunday school teachers back in India, I was like, my goodness, you have such a faith, man. I was, I was having a meeting with them and then they said that there is a lot of persecution that's happening in Nandigama now. 
the the Hindu radicals are coming and then the uh, three guys they were our Sunday school teachers they were going to a village and then they stopped uh, them and then they were not um, allowed to enter into the village so they came back and then they called me and then I, I was talking to them I was trying to encouraging them like okay don't worry God is good da, 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 da. they said no Anna, no brother we are going next time and I said why are you going they already gave you warning that if you come next time they will beat you he said who cares Who cares? That's what, that's what God has called us for. We are going. We trust that God will do something. And even if he doesn't, uh, if, even if things won't go as we thought, that's okay. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm in Canada, right? So, <laughs> so as, we, as we grow, what happens is like our five senses become more our experience become more active. The things we saw, the things we we have seen in our lives has become so so rigid, and we miss the we miss the relationship. We miss the sense of spirit sense where we don't we don't ask God, Lord, what is this? And then uh, we try to figure out things. So so in fact in fact Paul was so 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 worried about this. Philippians chapter three. Philippians chapter 3. In fact, Paul, he was crying. And he gave one word to them. It's not from me. It's, uh, I'm, uh, I'm so thankful that we don't have uh, people like this in our church. For as I have often, Philippians chapter 3 verse 18. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with the tears... He's writing to the church in the Philippians. He's like, I have told you many times, and now even now I'm saying, and I told you, I say with my tears. He was crying with his agony. He said, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Many live as the enemies of the cross of Christ, and their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. I've seen these people in my life. What amazing, amazing life they've begun and then they end up being like their stomach is their God. Thankfully, that we don't want that. That's the first one. The, so we, we, don't, we don't respond to God. We don't follow God. We don't, we don't respond to Holy Spirit. The second one is, We want to live from, host, from home to the host, but we end up living sometimes host to host. For that, the second reason is, I was talking to Sheldon yesterday, we were, talk, we, we were discussing about this, that the, the first category is like, okay, they don't respond, they don't even listen. The second category, they respond, they listen to God, God reveals to them amazing things. God reveals his truth to them, but yet they try to achieve that in their human ways. That's the second one. And that's what the problem from the, from, uh, from, from the beginning of the creation. Eve, she, she wanted to become like God because everybody, even all of us, we want to become like God. We want to become like Christ. And Eve, she wanted to become like Christ, become like God. That's why she ate the fruit. That's what the deception was. The enemy said, if you eat this, you will become like God and you will know the distinction between truth, uh, good and evil. And Eve was like, yeah, I want that. 
But whereas God has created her in his own image. Her desire was good, but the way she followed was wrong. In fact, Peter, in, fact, Peter, in, in Mark chapter 8, in all of our households, we learned this. In Mark chapter 8, when Peter got the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, immediately Peter, immediately Jesus told them that, okay, now I must die. And Peter goes like, no, you're not dying. And then Peter took Jesus aside. He started to, he started to rebuke Jesus. And Jesus turned against Peter and then said, hey, get behind me, Satan. Peter knew, Peter got this wonderful revelation that yes, Jesus Christ is the Messiah and he's going to restore his kingdom. He's going to build his kingdom. But Peter, was, Peter wanted that to happen in his own ways. That's why, oh, how can Messiah die? No, you're not dying. And then he started to rebuke Jesus. We get wonderful revelations about Christ. We get God reveals beautiful things and we know what God, what Father wants. Sometimes when we ask Holy Spirit, when we ask God, God reveals what is going to happen because that's what his nature. He wants to share what's going to happen because he treats us as, as his friends. And we know that, but in order for that to happen, we follow our own human ways. Whereas we have to follow a spirit ways. We get the revelation, but that revelation, we get the truth, but that truth, we get what God wants, but whatever God wants, we want to do that in our own human ways. And we start to find resources from host to host, host to host, whereas we are supposed to call, God, what is your way? What is your way? What is your way? How do you want me to do? I always share my testimony about my job. It was a wonderful journey for me. Nine months was waiting for a job. And one day Jacob called me and then Jacob said, Jeevan, God is going to give you a job which you don't have to carry your resume. And I'm like, okay. But uh, so far I researched about Canada. They want a beautiful resume. I have to create more beautiful resumes because Indian resumes are same resumes, just change the name. <laughs> and all of a sudden I got this, I was like, I was waiting, Lord. Okay, Lord. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And then God spoke to me from Psalm 142, what should I do? And I was following it. I was doing that. And one day I received an email saying, hey buddy, there is a position, you wanna come? You wanna apply? And then I said, you wanna apply? You wanna come for an interview tomorrow? And I said, I don't have a resume, I need to, I will create a resume and then upload it to you. And then he said, don't worry about it. Whatever you have sent to me. And I said, I have my resume from seven years ago. Doesn't matter, if it has your name, just send it to me. <laughs> That's it. God, God, God reveals what he wants to do. And are we, Lord, what is your way? What is your way? What is your way? Because he's the one who is gonna help us to do it. Because he's the one in that process, he's gonna teach us in that process of what a journey it will be. So, that's the second one. When God reveals something, let's not find our own ways. Let's not do it in our own ways. Of course, we want to do it. Of course, Peter wanted, okay, God is going to restore his kingdom, and now a king cannot die, so I have to protect him. That's why Peter even, he drew his sword at the end onto the, onto the um, soldiers. It is very possible, it is very much possible 
to see God, to enjoy God, and not follow his ways. Imagine Eve, she, she was in the wonderful presence of God, Adam and Eve, but yet they have, they have free will to, to disobey. Peter, he was with Christ, he gave everything, he was with Christ, he walked with Christ, and yet he wanted to do that in his own way. It is very much possible for us to have wonderful relationship and awesome, awesome revelation. What a beautiful relationship with Christ and what a wonderful revelations about him and yet try to do it on our own way in the next minute. Let's seek him. Let's seek his ways. May the Lord lead us. And the third one. You can lie to Holy Spirit. You can lie to Holy Spirit. When we lie to Holy Spirit, we live host to host. We find source from the world. That's what happened in uh, Acts chapter 5, where Ananias and Sapphira, they both died. They both said, yes, yes we, we sold out everything and this is what we have, whereas they kept something. And, we are, and, and that's what Peter did. Peter said, you are not lying to man, you are lying to God. It is so possible for us to lie to Holy Spirit saying, yes, Holy Spirit, yes, God, this is what everything I have. I give my life, this is what I have. I want to surrender my life. This is everything I've got. Everything I've got is yours. All I have is yours. Wonderful singing, wonderful sub submission. But at the same time, we keep something for ourselves. Some of the things for ourselves. It is so possible to lie Holy Spirit. When we lie to Holy Spirit, we try to find our resources. We try to find everything from host to host. Whereas we are supposed to see from home everything. Because we are ambassadors in this world. We are ambassadors in this world. It is very possible. It is very possible to have wonderful relationship with God. Amazing things. And yet try to do our own things. Because one thing that struck me when I was reading uh, Acts, the book of Acts, it's like, Acts said about Stephen, it said, he is full of Holy Spirit. Paul, he is full of Holy Spirit. But Peter, he is full of Holy Spirit. Full of Holy Spirit. They are filled with Holy Spirit. They received Holy Spirit. Full of Holy Spirit. Wow, what a wonderful description about those people. What a wonderful description about those people. Maybe, maybe God wants for us that it's like, ah, oh, Jeevan, full of Holy Spirit. Are oh, you full of Holy Spirit? Because that's what his desire is. Where we get the revelation we want to do in his own way. We want to live for him. We want to do this way. Because that's what, that's what our lives are. We don't have any other life than in the kingdom. Whatever there, that is here. Otherwise, we try to find souls from host to host host to host and and one thing that that can happen to us is 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 we get so much we get so much interested in the knowledge of God or in the in the uh, uh, about him and and our personal life and we get stuck here whereas God always wants us to move always wants us to go always wants us to go one thing that we have to do as a church is is to go to move in fact, Jacob recently told us, our church, that guys, so far we have concentrated on, on our self-build. Now it's time for us to open doors because there are so many people waiting for, to, to, to enter here. 
So one thing is like we have to go and you, you, might, be, you, might, you might say that Jeevan, I'm physically, I'm, I'm immobile. I cannot go because of these things or I cannot move because of things. But one thing we have to remember is, is Paul, was, Paul was in the prison. He cannot move physically. He was, physically he was immobile, mobile, but yet he started to write letters to church that moved many people. So you might be physically immobile, immobile where we, you, can't, you don't have freedom to go as Jacob does. You don't have freedom to move as Jacob moves. But yet if, you, if, if we start to follow Holy Spirit, if we start to, we start to follow his ways, we, he always has a way for us to move even though we are physically immobile. And physically mobile people, this is time for us to go. Because there will be a day where we won't be able to uh, be mobile. And as an ambassadors, 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 or ambassadors into the world. The world needs us. That's what the Isaiah chapter 61, when we read that you see broken people, you see people in the darkness, you see people in the prison, you see people with ashes, you see people with, with people mourning, and that's what the world is. Open your Facebook and then look at all the posts that's happening just for, just for 15 minutes, and then you will see most of the posts are somebody was mourning or somebody somewhere there's a battle or somebody is trying to have a, having a battle with identity crisis all these crises and, and and that's where God is sending us because we know where we come from we know what we have that's what the world is and that's why we, we, we are being sent I just want to read uh, again uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 61 and then close. When we read the Isaiah chapter 61 and now, now ask Holy Spirit uh, uh, and look at how the world is and where God wants us to go. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. There are poor people, they need good news. There are poor people, they, they need good news. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. There are brokenhearted. Someone needs to go and bind up their heart because their heart is broken so much that it's shattered into pieces. To proclaim freedom for the captives. There are people in captives, in addiction. In captives, in, in the, in, in the, their, their hands were tied up, their, their hearts were tied up. They, they cannot, they're captives, but they need freedom and Holy Spirit has anointed us to go and proclaim the freedom. And there are people in the prisoners, released from darkness for the prisoners. There are people in the darkness and they're prisoners and they need, they need release. There, there, are people, there are people where we need to go and proclaim God's favor, God's love. And comfort, comfort the people who are mourning. And provide for those who grieve in Zion. We are the ones who needs to go and then give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes because they're because it's not it's because they deserve ashes. But God's grace is so much wonderful that it gives unmerited favor. There are people mourning instead of mourning. We need to give them oil of gladness. There are people who are who, whose spirits are in despair. And we need to go and then give them garment of praise because God is the one who restores everything that we lost. And you and I will be called oaks of righteousness because we are planted as a righteous people in this world. And when people see us, it displays the glory, the splendor of him. Because Holy Spirit, he wants to move through us because he rested upon me. 
the one who was on the move he rested so that the one who is resting can move I pray for our church that this is the time this is the time this is the time for us to move I don't know where God is calling you to the poor or to your neighbor or to your friend or anywhere this is the time I asked God I didn't I shared this one with Jacob and with our house house church I asked Lord Lord okay Lord this is what you're teaching this is what we are learning and now I'm going to work open the door what shall I do open the door and then there, there I received an email from a guy in our company saying hey Jeevan uh, 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 please check this link I opened the link and it's all uh, audio messages of Watchman Nee and I'm like okay this guy is a Christian I looked at the uh, cubicle where he, uh, where he works. I went and then I looked at him. Oh, this guy, oh, okay. Because I never talked to him. I came back and then I replied saying, thanks for sending and this is what the Lord spoke to me today. And then he replied back, thanks, we should meet. Ah, let's, do, let's do it. So we both went and went into a break room, into a meeting room and we both was started to share our stories and share our meals. And then I asked him, what made you to email me? How do you know me? And he said, Jeevan, one day I was, I was passing by, I saw your screen, I think there is something about God and, and, and this morning I, was, I typed this email and I was asking Lord and then your face literally popped up. So he, he emailed me and then I told him, for the past two years I've been praying about this. For many days, our church started to talk about this, about, about God will open doors for you wherever you are. And now every day I come, most of the time I spend here and then there is no way. That's what I, I've been thinking about it. And then he said, I've been praying the same prayer for the past 15 years, Stephen. God is on the move. God is working. God is on the move. When we are on the move. I'll close with this beautiful story that we, Don and I, Betty, we went to uh, a worship central conference. Beautiful story, amazing story. May, may the Lord speaks with us uh, through this story. She's, she, she works in downtown east side. I'm summarizing the stories. She works in downtown east side with the people, with the destitutes, with the people, drug addicts and stuff like that. So she started a small, I don't know, ministry and two young people, they started to volunteer with her and then they fell in love and they want to get married. And then they wanted to get married where they met first time. And then they met first time in downtown East Hastings, where all the drug addicts were there. So they cleaned all the stuff, and then it was all messy. It was all, the, all uh, stinking, but yet they, uh, they, they cleaned it, and then they, they started to perform the wedding. And, and red carpet and then bride and groom, they were walking and then there comes a little girl, she throws the flowers and then someone in the back, they yell that, oh, there is a free food. When they heard free food, because for them they have never, they, for them they have never witnessed a wedding uh, on East Hastings. Who will get married at East Hastings? For them, it's so unbelievable. So they they were they looked at, they they were like, okay, there's a free food, and everybody was there. So they were like, they, she said almost like 200 some people were there, and she was performing the wedding, and all of a sudden when she was performing the wedding, there is a big uh, trash uh, uh, bin, a dumpster big dumpster and then when she was performing the wedding and all of a sudden there is a, a, a sound and then there comes a guy he, 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 he got up and then he saw and then he went he went back in and after the wedding she went there and then she knocked and then she said hello 
What's the name? Hello, Don. <laughs> she was like, hello, Jihoon. Hello, hello, buddy. And then he opened up and then he said, she said, what you see is real. He might be thinking that it's a dream because no one gets married there. She said, it's so real, dude. Get up. It's so real, you have free food. Get up. And that's, what ha that's what's happening in the kingdom of God, right? God is doing, God is performing weddings. God is performing, God is performing his ministry. God is on the move in the places where you and I can never imagine. But we as a church, we go to the comfort zone and then where we see and then this cannot be God and then we go into our comfort zone. But as a church, as a church, that's what we need to do. As a people of, call, people of God who are called as ambassadors into the world, we need to step out. We need to step up from our comfort zone. We need to step out from, from this host world because this is not our home. Comfort is not our calling. We have to step out and then see what God is doing, what God is performing, what God is doing. And then we have to enjoy, we have to participate in that wedding. One of the, one of the things, that Jesus said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, when Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will, you will receive power and then you will be my witness. I was looking at the definition of the witness and one of the beautiful witness is one of the beautiful definition of the witness that I really, 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 really liked it. It is like at the wedding where you see people get, two people getting married and then you sign witness. And that's what's happening. It's Holy Spirit who is preparing his bride, who is preparing the bride for Jesus Christ. He is going and then he's like, yeah, you belong to my bride. You are my bride. And he is changing their lives. And you and I, we go to, we attend that wedding and then say, yes, Lord, I am here. I see this testimony. Be the witness. Let's be the witness as a church. As God is performing the weddings outside. He is doing everything to reach somebody. And that's what we sing a song, Reckless Love. He, he, reached, he leaves everything and then for one person, he reaches there. And then today you and I want to be witness for that one. That's the calling of our church. That's what, that's, that's what, that's, there is a joy. There is a wonderful joy in attending that wedding. Everywhere. It's happening everywhere. I haven't told this to Jacob, but I have. The week after Jacob said, okay, okay, let's, uh, mm, uh, God is preparing so many people to come to our church. Uh, let's prepare for that. And I was called to speak at a small um, uh, Bible study group amongst international students. I spoke and then she told me, which church do you attend? I said, Acts 29. And then she said, there were like 16 people, some 16, 12, 12 to 16 people were there. And then she said, these guys, they never heard about Christ, but they come here and then they accept Christ and they don't have a church to go. Do you think your church accepts them? God is on the move. God is working. Let's get up, participate in the wedding that the Lord is doing because it's his Holy Spirit who attracts people and it is Christ who made the way and it is Father who attracted them. And it is who and I, having Holy Spirit in us, having Holy Spirit in us, have to move, go to places because Holy Spirit found you and me as the, his favorite resting place. Otherwise, he would, have, he would be moving. 
I don't want, holy Lord, uh, let's pray. Because it's already 4 o'clock. <laughs>